0: Welcome everyone to the Dynamo Abroad podcast, where we talk about anything and everything Dynamo Key related. The, the boys are back in town and coming to us from across the pod
1: is Dima. How's it going, Dima? Yeah, doing well. Um, yeah, it's obviously great to be, you know, back doing the podcast. No, no Dynamo games. I don't know if that's even good or bad at this point. It uh, saves me a lot of stress, um, but yeah, it's good to be back. And
0: from coming from across the Hudson River is Eric. How's it going, Eric?
2: Yeah, it's going well. I agree. No Denamo matches. So I, I'd say that my heart rate is actually normal right now. But it um, feels like it's been forever since we've been on here. So good to be back recording again.
0: Yeah. And uh, to help us cover Denamo's first half of the season, uh, we have a special guest. We have uh, Andrew Toblas from uh, Zoria London. So uh, Andrew, how's it going?
3: Yo, um, good to be back been a while but i'm happy to discuss the outs of dinamo i guess in this episode because <laughs> there haven't been any ins <laughs>
0: uh yeah uh if you're wondering how active Dynamo have been in the transfer market well, well we'll get there we'll get there um we're just gonna touch on some quick some uh news topics to get started uh artem 36th birthday was yesterday um I didn't believe he was 36. I honestly thought he had hit 40 until I had to check that. Um
2: man he, look, for... he he looks 40. He's yeah, his it's it has caught up to him. He looks yeah. he he looks he looks very washed up. I mean, I still love him, but <laughs> definitely those years of partying and being, you know, the ladies' man of beef have definitely caught up to him.
0: Yeah, like I feel like it was just yesterday he was scoring that Panaka against Swiss at the World Cup, and then like now he's 36. It's just like yeah, t- time flies when you're having fun, I guess. Um, Tegankov, Verbic, and Depena could all leave this winter. Um, probably get a good amount of money for all three of them. Um, do you either of you think that this, or do any of you think that, you know, this is kind of uh, Lucescu's way to say he really wants Diala and or in the first team?
1: No. Um, yeah, he's done really nothing to integrate youth, so, you know, just... Based on logic, it's. I don't think this is what it means. Now, um, I'm really tempted to say that. Oh, good. This is good because let's face it. they they might get the odd stat here and there, but you know, you look at the way they play and they they don't really do it. But I, I, I'm tempted to say that. But really, you know, you think about it, would we just replace them with some even more crap players? So, you know, there's that. But you know, what's the point? Um, no chance anyone from the '90s is gonna get a sniff, is there? So. Dima, are you implying you wouldn't want to re-sign Artem Gromov?
0: Huh? Are you implying that you wouldn't want to resign Artem Gromov for a one-year deal? Nah, just
1: start... uh, What's uh, what's his bloody name? The crap one we signed. Which one? Uh, Antu. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot we had Antu, yeah. Give them the captain's armband.
0: (laughs) Uh, We'll give him Blockhead's 11 while we're at it. Um... Next bit of news: Artem Tsarenko signed a new three-year deal, so hopefully he's one of the few that'll get a, an actual chance. Uh, Nipro did want to sign on loan. Vantuch, um, Celia from Slovenia, loan
1: Kargbo, junior until the end of the season. Um, sorry, now this this I do want to this sorry this I do want to say something. Not heck. not so much because I'm a massive expert on this guy, but more in in, in terms of you know clearly the manager has no place for him. Clearly, no one wants him, no one rates him. So why is it only alone? He's gonna, it's until the end of the season. So he stays in Slovenia for five, five, six months, right? And then he's back. So what, what is what is realistically the point? He's not playing anyway. This is doing absolutely nothing. I mean, I I imagine there's some wages off the bill, but like, is he on a lot of money? I, I wouldn't assume so. So yeah, it's just this typical. Reluctance to actually proper properly you know get rid of these players who shouldn't even have been here in the first place. But yeah.
0: Uh and last bit of news, uh Skorko Tulumak have Zoria. And there is some interest in uh from Slova Bratislava, although Dynamo rejected a bid, and Aris Thessaloniki are interested in Gerson Rodriguez. It's been a while so I've had the pleasure of saying that name. Uh Andrew, I want to bring you in back in with some of the news. And to touch on some, so the Zari Rus has been training with Chordomorets. So um, Chordomorets, they're not going to be uh, Dinamo 2 for much longer, are they? Um,
3: As far as I'm aware, they won't be as much reliant on Dinamo players as they were in the first half of the season. But there were the rumors that they'd be getting rid of all of the loanies, but it seems that they're keeping around five or six. Um, I think, well, the big ones are obviously uh, Gio staying there, uh, Kadiri staying there, Um, couple others who I, I can't remember it, it, off the top of my head. But then there's also Russins coming. And obviously Russins had like the worst two seasons or so that you could possibly imagine after and all right first six months when he was on loan at Zoria, then he got recalled for some unknown reason that no one knew about or understood, went to Legia and all that other stuff. And it's just been absolute sort of car crash from there on. Will he be able to reignite his career there? Possibly. Who knows? Because, <clears throat> uh, is a good manager, if he trusts him, then he'll play and maybe you'll get something out of him. And they've signed a load of other players now. So, in general, they won't be as reliant on Dynamo players, but I still feel that those big boys that they've left there are going to play a significant role. Otherwise, they would have let them all go back. But as we already mentioned, the likes of Smirny have gone um, out of there. And um, I think, well, was was Biloshevsky there in the first half of the season? Yeah, he was. So he, he's left. So it's it's one of those.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's gonna be interesting. I saw they signed uh, a left winger from Slovenia recently. I I, I don't remember the name, but valued at a million euros on transfer, which is the uh, majority of the market value squad. Uh, yeah, Dima, what's up?
1: Yeah, um, Andrew just brought up uh, an interesting point about you know Grigorčuk, You know, he's you know he's obviously a good manager. He's been around for a long time. You know, he's managed some good teams. Um, a good manager overall. And uh, this is this has got not maybe not. I'm not gonna take the credit for this, but I read recently that you know this could be good for. Uh, to Taishvili's development, you know, uh, rather than playing the agricultural football uh, of Moroz, to put it to put it lightly, you know, maybe he gets to know, you know, the, the more tactical uh, side of the game here with Goodluck uh, you know, because uh, in terms of raw talent, love it, of, of course, he's got he's got the talent, he's got the you know the skill, etc., you know, that's just on paper on the pitch. He just wasn't taught how to play uh, senior football. You know, can't see, you know, the simple passes. Um, it's not up to it. Um, you know, not nowhere near up to, you know, the European uh, level of football. So, you know, we'll, we'll see because, you know, still he's not that old. So hopefully this will be a, like a new chapter uh, for him about Roosten. <laughs> I'd be lying if I told you I, I care anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm more surprised as to why he's actually... Like again, why is he going out on loan and not just being shipped off uh, permanently? you know, but it is what it is.
0: Yeah, it'll be an interesting one uh, to maybe keep an eye on some of the Chardonnay games in the winter camp to see if there is any effect on, you know, someone like uh, Titechili. Also, Vladislav Vanat is also going to be staying at Chardonnay I believe he was still on the roster last time I checked. So maybe that'll help him out a little bit. Uh, But we will see as the games come thick and fast soon. Uh, Also, Dinamo have announced some of their um, winter training camp games in Alicante in Spain. They will be playing Racing FC Union from Luxembourg. Bodu Glimps from Norway, and FK and Gia, which I believe, Dima, you said is a second division Serbian side.
1: Um, That's the top of the league in the Serbian second division. Uh, yes. Um, I mean, business, way. <laughs>
0: Uh And then there's also possibly Bate, Kaira, Talmatid, and I would see
1: Shakhtar Karagani. We couldn't go um, a training camp without playing Bate, could we? <laughs> that, would just, no, that would be um, just wrong. Yeah,
0: the, uh, Andrew, how do you how do you rate the, the level of these friendlies?
3: I mean, but a glimpse, I feel, is high enough level. Yeah, uh, I think that's a good one. Cha- Champions in Norway are fair enough, but then the rest is pretty standard. I mean, Dynamo Tbilisi, I'm kind of interested to see. That would be a kind of a all right test, I guess. But in general, it's just sort of typical what what can be found during the winter break. Uh, around the parts of the other countries that are also having the winter break. So, you know, there's always going to be a limited selection. But that uh, Luxembourg one's just really rogue. I would have thought that maybe he's got that score something to do with, like, uh, Gerson, but probably absolutely nothing to do with him. But (laughs) here we are. But, you know, we'll see what happens in the second training camp. But, I mean, well, aren't they playing um, Real Mercia or something like that as well? Um, I think. Oh, uh, a so, or something like yeah. that. They they are, are.
0: Yeah.
3: So, yeah. I mean, well, that's like a, a Liga 2 team yeah. or something like that. So, well, nice. it's as good as it gets. And I mean, in reality, if we're thinking about who they're going to be playing in the second half of the season, no European football, probably, yeah. probably these are the levels of teams that they probably should be preparing against with the sort of opposition in the UPL that they'll be yeah. facing
0: um Denamo Tbilisi also I actually don't mind though just because I feel like I've, over the last couple of seasons they've always had two or three very high level young prospects um that I don't think Denamo have really uh, has, well Dinamo, I should say have done a really good job of trying to scout them because I mean you know one that Eric and Dima know well I like to always bring back is uh um he was at Denamo Tbilisi uh Zurab Davidashvili is a good attacking midfielder there's a couple in the team now so it's not the worst, you know, hopefully some of these kids can play well, but I mean, unfortunately, I mean... So you're, hoping, kinda...
1: so you're hoping some random 19-year-old scores a hat-trick against us and then Surkis does it to Surkis and buys him?
0: Yes, indeed. yes. That is exactly what I'm implying.
1: can't be any um, worse than 27-year-old, does it, you know? Exactly, exactly. Um,
0: But yeah, we'll see. It'll be fun to see the novel play again. Um, yeah, if... It, the Botuk what I'm excited for the others. Well, um, yeah, uh, and the last bit of news we'll cover is Vitae Mikolanko was sold to Everton for 23 and a half million euros, and Lubin has been recalled as his replacement. Uh, Andrew, uh, good money for him? <clears throat>
3: um, yeah, I think all things considered, uh. Dynamo, if anything, have probably got more than he's really worth over the past year and a half performances that we've seen from him. Well, year performances that we've seen from him. Um, you, you can't complain. I guess the only thing that is maybe problematic is that that fee is going to be paid over like the course of his contract. So Dynamo will be getting like €3 million Euros or whatever over the next three, four years which just means that it can't be reinvested but then as we all know would that have been reinvested anyway so that's that's a question in itself and in general I think that it's it's a good move for both parties he he evidently had hit like a um, sort of a plateau in that cave and just in the UPL in general so to move on and to a to a Premier League side where he is going to play now that they've sold Dinja. Uh, it's uh, it's great and hopefully it will even help um, Zbirna as well in the long run. And now we get to see Dubin Chak, who we've been hearing a lot about, seeing a lot of him in you know on loan across the UPL over the past couple of seasons. Let's see if he can step up to the plate and even maybe give a bit of competition in that position in Zbirna in a season or so. So it'll be interesting to see.
0: Uh, Eric, do you think Div Chodenko might also get a sniffing at the uh, number one left back spot?
2: Do I think he will? No, but I wish he would. Um, I definitely think he's another one that should be coming up. That should be, you know, when we, I mean, we take a look at, we talked about this before, but we had two or we had one left back this so far this season, like in our first team, which made absolutely no sense. Um, You know, it'd be nice to see both of these. Younger, I mean, how old is Vyscharenko? Uh, he's nineteen. He'll be 20 nineteen by the end of this year. And then isn't uh, Dubinchek's a little bit older, right? 20... he he'll,
0: he'll be twenty-four by the end of
2: the year. That's what I thought. He's like twenty-three. Okay, yeah. So I mean, you know, both relatively young players challenging each other for, um, and giving each other some competition for that first, for that first team position. I think would be great. Um, but again, I mean, just like Dima said, we really haven't seen anything from. Lucescu that indicates uh, towards him integrating uh, youth players um, so like I said I would love to see it I wish it would but based upon what I've seen thus far I don't think it's realistic unfortunately
1: so
0: what are the odds when it when it's February what is the day? February 26th two o'clock local time in Kiev Dinamo versus Ingulets, and we see Karavayev or Shabanov starting a left back The odds have to be
3: pretty high on that. Mm. Nah, no I, thanks. I, I feel that Dublin track is definitely getting yeah. getting, getting that debut. There's no, there's I no say. Yeah,
1: because I heard that they were actually ready to um to buy him um as into you know buy out his contract, but Lucheska said no. So I, I, at least I hope that's what's true. because I did yeah. like the look of him, yeah. to be fair. <clears throat> So uh, we will see. Um,
0: I don't know when. I think the novels first game is coming around the corner, probably next week, maybe, because it's got to be soon. Because the season it, the season gets underway in just about what five ish weeks.
2: February twenty sixth in that's who we drew against the first time around, as a, oh, yeah. as, a as a as a pleasant reminder.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Can't can't really repeat that kind of score. Um. So. On to the season review and um, Dinamo knocked out of Europe two points I believe behind uh, Wax Tap at the summit of the Ukrainian table. Uh, Andrew from an outside uh, perspective what do you think of Dinamo's season so far?
3: Um, I feel that it's slightly less um, exciting compared to last season. Maybe not less exciting but like less intense based on the fact that Obviously, when Lucheski came in, there's been a lot of pressure on himself and on Dinamo to get that first trophy in, in five years. And now that you guys have got the Premier, got the Premier League, your holders, it's sort of like sp- kind of dropped slightly on the basis that uh, we've achieved that. OK, can we keep this up to win another title? But that next title is a bit less appealing now that you've tasted the victory of last season. That's how I see it, in my opinion. Um, Quite poor European campaign, obviously. But in general, there's not been that much difference in terms of how you play against the lesser teams. Um, Just that even that final match against Zoria, it just seemed like... It just seemed like Zoria were slightly more up for it than Dinamo.
0: Yeah, I, I think at times it's almost felt, I don't know what the best word to describe about. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like at times it's just felt a bit stale kind of when Dinamo play. Like it lacks a bit of energy, a little bit, like you said, uh, Andrew, a little bit of intensity. Eric, uh, you want to chime in on this?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, I think that he found a winning recipe last season, and that recipe has not changed this season. And now it's not really working, and he's not adapting or change, trying to change things. You know, we've talked about this a lot over the course of this season, um, where it's pretty much the same tactics, the same starting 11. I mean, it's you know, regardless of the scenario that we're in, it's just always the same. And again, credit to him last season, he found something that worked, got the most out of the, out of the players. And ultimately with the results that he was getting, as well as, you know, if we take a look at the end of the season, three trophies, all domestic trophies, I mean, hard to argue with that. Now we're coming into this season and I'm going to go over some stats here in a minute, where um, if you look statistically, it's actually not it's not as bad as it appears when you watch and this is interesting because we were just having this conversation about stats versus the eye test and things like that but statistically it actually doesn't show that it's that bad but when watching and I would say especially in Europe it was very apparent I mean obviously we had a tougher group than we did last season with Fed and Chavados no disrespect to them but you know a little bit of a tougher group this season but I don't know it just it's, it's been tough at times to watch this season. So if you take a look at some statistics for the first half of the season. So through 18 and I, I was not a math major. So I'm off. If I'm off with some of these, I apologize in advance. Um, but um, so I have 18 matches played 14 wins, three draws, one loss for 45 points. Forty-seven goals for and nine allowed, so nine allowed being the fewest in the UPL this season. So I mean, those are pretty impressive numbers in the in the Ukrainian Premier League. Um, At home, six wins, two draws, and a loss. Um, Goals for and against are twenty-two goals for, twenty-three goals against. So the Olimpiski's been a bit of a fortress for us um, in terms of goals allowed, but we also have our one loss at home, um, which I believe was Vorskla, and then away, eight wins and a draw. Um, 25 goals scored, uh, six goals allowed, um, one point in the UCL group stage and one goal scored. Whereas we allowed, allowed 11 is again, I know we had a tough group, but I mean, that was just abysmal, um, lost the super cup as well, which we won last season. Now, as a comparison last season at the winter break, and I believe it started a little bit later last season. So we had played less games, but it was nine wins, three draws, one loss for 13 matches played as compared to 18 this season. 25 goals, four and 10 allowed. So, I mean, kind of impressive that we've played five more matches, but allowed less goals this season. Um, and then at the start of the second half of the season, last year, we were in first place with 30 points and wax tap were behind us with uh, 29. So one point behind. And then obviously the second half of the season was where, we took care of business and obviously got a little bit of help from wax tap having some draws and losses in the second half of the season and kind of pulled away. Um, but, um, like I said, I mean, statistically it's actually, the numbers aren't really that bad, but if you've been watching some of the football on display, like I said, tactically substitutions, team selection, I mean, getting to play every match is a whole nother argument that I won't get into, but, um, yeah, it, it definitely I'm I'm really hoping to see some changes during the second half of the season.
0: Um now I covered um earlier on news that Tiganko, Verbich, and you know, could leave. So hypothetically, if all three leave, that really leaves only two wingers in Vitinha and uh, Lenyev, and I know Dima, you did say you know the like you know, for example of Olashin or Diallo, but surely Lushenko has to have some kind of backup plan if the three of those leave for the second half of the season. He's not just going to go with two wingers, Lenyev and Vityunya for the second half, I'd imagine. So I guess the question is there is that does that kind of speak to kind of Andrew's point earlier about kind of maybe freshing it up, Dima? What do you think? Maybe adding some more energy and intensity
1: into the team. Jimmy, is in like signings or?
0: Well, I don't think signings are going to happen, but I, I'm thinking that if with we've kind of kind of established how the season's has gone, Jimmy, like from the, the under 19s,
1: you know, promote some people from, one from the
0: under 19s. But well, I'm just saying, like, it's not necessarily about who he's promoting or who he's saying, But do you think this is kind of Lucchese saying how things have gone stale with people like Dependa, and Sigalko? He recognizes that. So with letting those three go, that'll hopefully maybe start to freshen it up a little bit, kind of
1: add some more energy well, to the team. You know, maybe, maybe. But if that was the case and he thought that, why would he still continue to play them every single game? To me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And, you know, from from, from what, what I've seen uh, uh, of Lucia's good, you know, since coming in, I haven't seen much intent at all to, you know, clear out the deadwood. I haven't seen, you know, players who aren't performing, I haven't seen them being dropped uh, or replaced or when, when they are replaced, I haven't seen them being replaced properly. So my expectations for that aren't very high. Um, if if they do leave, I don't think they will. Um, I don't even, to be fair, I don't even want to think when well. it's probably going to end up being, oh God, it's probably going to be something like Karavayev on the wing. Uh, you know, just hitting hitting the first man every time with every single one of his crosses. You know, left wing. Who do we even have? I don't know. You know, Pitino Pitino. with Pitino with his thirty meter shots that you know fly out of the stadium and yet you know, <laughs> You know, to be fair, he has he hasn't been uh, given enough of a chance, um, but he's been uh, inconsistent uh, in his in his games. You know, good, average, bad, good, average, bad. You know. Um, very difficult to say. I mean, honestly, I think you know. I think it's it's time. Uh, you know, players like D. L. Law, you know, who's you know by by far the best player in Ukraine's uh, under nine, uh, under nineteen. I should say, uh, league. You know, by by a large margin. But I, I believe I heard something like uh, something I didn't like at all. Uh, mind you, was something like Kostjuk saying. Uh, Oh, what's that i'm trying to well i'm not going to find the exact quote it was now.
0: something along the lines of how dl is not ready for first team football or something yeah something like that.
1: like that well well yes but no one's no one's born ready for first team. you know there's <laughs> you know there's has to be a process you know you're not just you don't get you, you don't graduate from the academy it's like oh well you know straight into the straight into the starting line there has to be a pro there has to be a whole process like of course, he's not ready. But how how can he be ready when he hasn't been? First of all, how do you know? How do you how do you know he's not ready when he hasn't played a single minute? He's not even been on the bench for a single minute. Uh, and you know, how do you? There's only one way to find out whether or not he's ready. You no, know, there has to I be. Guess. there has to be more patience. Yeah. Yeah. It, well,
3: it's it, you know, if you compare it to other any other leagues in the world, they let these young players in when they're 16, 17, if they really are the talent that they, but there's some sort of like lack of trust in putting them. And then they end up coming in maybe an okay time, you know, in the grand scheme of things when they're like 19, 20. But, you know, if you're already getting involved amongst it, getting roughed up aged 18, you're going to be more, you're going to develop quicker. And then, you know, potentially either get sold for the big money that you want to the players to be sold for and then build again or, you know, cement that first team spot. At the, at the moment, all, all that happens is these players come from under nine teams, saturate, you know, after a good, after an, an initial impact. And then it's like, well, if no one comes into them to pay the kinds of money that, like, for example, McCollincoe's gone for, I think if McCollincoe was if um, Surkis wasn't offered that much money, he'd still be at Dynamo. That's almost, I think, certain. So, yeah, you know, it's sort of an endless cycle, sadly, and I'm not sure when it will end. And I've got a feeling that maybe Luchescu is pretty much fed up slash less motivated than he was last season. He's stuck it up two fingers to Shakhtar about, oh, I can win a title after you sort of disowned me. And now he's sort of clocking down until the end of the season. I think he's going to be gone. Really, even though he's got that extra year, it's like, what more has he got to offer here? Nothing new on the pitch. Um, yes, he's respected by the players, but in general, does his old age actually accumulate? Well, accumulate towards that? Is that going to help? No. And also, I think fans, maybe not even just the ultras in this question, but fans in general, are getting a bit frustrated at watching in general, just shit on this play week in, week out, sadly. You know, if it's uninspiring and it's sort of not the Dynamo kind of football, it's sort of a hallmark, I think, of the recent teams that Luchescu has managed in other countries over the past few years before Dynamo, where it was just like, well, there's nothing new here or anything sort of pragmatic, etc., you know, it's time to look for someone younger and who that will be, I'm not sure yet, but uh, it, hopefully someone that can integrate the youth and maybe maybe have a similar influence to Luchescu in the sense that a lot of people are saying that McCollincoe did leave, even though they got the right money. It was down to him saying, just let him go kind of thing, rather than someone else who might just be like a yes man, we'll accumulate these players, even if they're, even if we can tell that they're naturally declining or plateauing and that kind of thing but yeah a massive rework required at the club
0: yeah i i think we'll get an idea of luchesko's ambitions maybe post-season or after the season in the spring because you know like d-man eric said there hasn't been really any foreshadowing of him wanting to bring in any of the youth but if you see you know we get to the first match against in and you see you know a jacek a diallo of a lotion starting on the bench then maybe some, he's going to try to give some of them, you know, a chance to potentially see if they could be an option for the spring. But if we go, you know, first game in Goulettes and it's kind of Ivan depend on the Wings, that that would t- suggest to me more he's just kind of playing a waiting game. That he's already – he's his mind's made up. He's leaving after the end of the year uh, and uh, – he just wants to get the season over done with as quick as possible. Um, Andrew, have there? Who for you has been a standout player for Dinamo this season?
3: Um, <laughs> a bit of a tough one. Personally, I think zabarni has been pretty solid. There, there's no denying about that. And I mean, I've sort of liked Verbich when he's come back from injury. I feel that he's had the impact that maybe <clears throat> Depena, who just seems a bit not found out, but just like lacking the quality that maybe he pulled in in that first season and a half when he was when he was about. <clears throat> but yeah, strand has been all right too. But you know, there's you know sort of roller coaster with him. He has good games. He has bad games. That kind of thing. But. It's not been a season for highlights, really, so far, in my opinion. Nothing nothing amazing. And it's like, you just look at the squad in general and it's a bit like meh. Uh, like, it's quite average. Evidently, it's a lot better than the rest of the league um, alongside Shakhtar's squad. But, you know, that doesn't say a lot when you're putting into the grand scheme of things. <laughs>
0: Uh, I mean the goat Dennis garbash always finds a way to entertain you know last year it was letting the ball slip under his foot against waterpo this year it's actually scoring goals. uh what else is there Oh Bujalski had a couple bangers in the beginning of the season that he's completely fallen off. Uh, Eric, Dima happily for you guys if you guys had to pick you know player who stood out for you anyone to uh
1: if for me it's it's no one like Balshaparyan card I mean literally. Uh, I'd I'd keep him as the one starter and everyone else should either be sold dropped to the bench loaned and that because the well the reason being he's the only one that's you know consistently performed against all kinds of teams including the Champions League you know I don't, by which I don't just mean you know uh, get a goal get a goal against Verres and then just disappear off the face of the earth against anyone who's not Verres uh, you know um. That's really struggling here. Because it's like um, yeah, I think Zabarni Zabarny has improved, but he's had a shaky moment, you know. So great assist to Lewandowski. Um just distribution's improved a lot, I suppose. Um I don't know. It's 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 like this with everyone, you know, they have a good game, they have a bad game. Maybe, so, and no one's really been consistent enough. Um I mean, Bouchan, yeah, he's been decent in the upl but in the in the champions league you know what should be going in it he does go and it's he just yeah you know it's difficult to even say he's doing his job there um yeah that's i i've run i've run out of things to say no one's no one's very interesting here i think
0: eric what for you
2: I mean, Shaparenko is really the only one for me. I think Bouyanski's tailed off a little bit this season compared to last season. Um, I think you know Dima brought this up where, and I agree with him. I mean, I do think that Bouyanski's one of our best uh, players at the moment. But I mean, he's a UPL player, if we're being honest. I mean, he's he's a he's one of the best, and he's a very good UPL player. But he's not quite that player that you know we need. Um, for, uh, European matches and things of that sort. Um, I mean, he did step up last season, credit to him against, um, when we got revenge against, uh, Brugge and played fantastic against them. And like I said, credit to him this season, that's even in the UPL, he's tailed off a little bit. He, He hasn't been as influential. Um, Chaparrenko. Yeah, it has to be, I mean, stats are good for him, but another one that, you know, stats also don't really tell the full story because as we've mentioned a hundred times in the past, pretty much everything runs through him. And when he's not on the pitch, it is very evident to see the disconnect between the defense and attack. It's just, it's stale. It's, it's, I mean, talk about tough to watch as if Dinamo aren't hard enough to watch already. I mean, that is unbearable. Um, but, um, Yeah, Zobotomy I think has been solid to me. I don't want to be too harsh on him because keep in mind what last season was his first season as in the senior squad as a, you know, 18 year old. And I mean, he still has a lot to learn, still has a lot of growing to do Um, agree that he needs to work on being more consistent, but I'm going to be a little bit more patient with him being the fact of when his football started and his age. Um, But like I said, I still think he has a very bright future and he's been one of our more so consistent performers. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, it's tough when you have just a couple players that aren't even consistent every, I'm going to say Shaparenko's almost consistent every match, but for the rest of them, you know, even some of our best ones after him are consistent, maybe or they're not, I mean, it's like every other match and then the rest of them, it's like, you know, one, every seven or eight matches, if, you know, if we're being generous, so, um, definitely need players to start stepping up. And like I said, I mean, if this is my football manager save, people are getting benched, and I'm putting in, which I actually am doing right now, and bringing in youth players. But unfortunately, like I said, it's. Uh, I would love before to be present I before I lost it with football manager. That's
1: what I did. Just ship ship them out, whether they're or not. They're a the striker. Uh, striker, whether or not they're the starter, have to be I, reckless. I, but, I, you know, I,
2: I mean, honestly honestly speaking no one should have divine right to their i mean if you're not performing you're not performing like you you should be there should be competition whoa, 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 should whoa, whoa, be benched what have any of them done to be you know what have any of them done to you know have a guaranteed starting place well exactly but i mean any football club anywhere you know what i mean if you're not like you need healthy competition that's good but ultimately if you're not performing there needs to be consequences for you not performing um and like i said it's just i think no competition, no consequences for not playing well. And then these players just get very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They get very um, comfortable. Yeah, yeah. They're not really motivated. You know what I mean? And, you know, Andrew brings up a good point about, you know, last season. I mean, Lucescu comes in in one season both middle fingers up to Shakhtar and wins everything that there is to win. And he's like, all right, I've now proven you. I've shown what I need to do. And, you know, now that he's, I mean, getting pretty old, I mean, what, what's his motivation? I mean, I, like I said, I'm not saying I agree that that's what he should be doing, but ultimately I think that's where we're at right now. You know, we're at a point where I'd rather see Dima in the midfield than some of the people we have out there. Wow.
1: Maybe that's too <laughs> was, far.
2: Maybe that's too was, far.
1: My crazy tackles and passes in the Reading Six A Side League. <laughs> um, uh, I was just going to say as well, you know, the players, I don't think they do respect him because, you know, he, I've not been happy with his decisions this season, but, you know, he goes out and says, you know, criticizes this about a player, criticizes that, you know, criticizes the concentration, you know, points out this mistake, that mistake. Next game, they do the exact same thing. To me, I, uh, that, it's not very respectful, is it? Um, so I just, I think that, you know, if if maybe they can do it, but they just don't want to. Maybe they're being told not to do it and just play way too conservatively. Do you remember last season, um, those Bouchan, really accurate Bouchan long passes? When was the last time we saw one of those? Um, that's, the, I, w- I was just thinking that. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's difficult. Um would would be lying if I said you know I've enjoyed a lot of games this season. But you know we've had we've had better ones, we've had worse ones. Um, but it's what it is.
0: Yeah, I I think on the back of that, that's a really good transition uh, to go into some of the issues at the novel in terms of structure and stuff like that. But before hey, we do that, was it Andrew? Were you
2: about to say something?
3: I was just going to mention that those long balls um, are no longer in use because Besedon's been out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, and that's why we're actually playing so bad. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. that's got to be the worst excuse. That has got to be the single worst excuse for not performing I've ever heard. Like, I understand if you, I understand if we still had, you know, prime Shevchenko, prime blocking, but Biseedin, are you, are you taking a piss? In, like,
2: it's here? like how and Sidorov you know, came
3: out with that. Like how I don't
2: understand. I listened
1: to, I listened
2: to that interview like. Five times just to make sure that I was understanding him correctly, and that's actually what he was saying. That was mind-boggling.
0: dima we don't. It's not prime blocking the pressure checking. Even out of form, Mbokani is probably a bigger if, even. If,
1: even if someone like that even would be saying like, "Come on, yeah, seriously."
0: <laughs> um, by the way, big up Mbokani. He's
1: been playing well for the Congo recently. I've heard so big big up Mbokani. He's um, better than I, I want to see. He's better than our strikers put together, frankly. Uh, not not wasn't good, wasn't good enough for us, wasn't good enough for us. No. But, I, uh, think, I, th- I think I saw something. Sorry, he's the third um, most goals um, of all African players, uh, this decade or something like that. Well, not good enough for Dinamo, of course, but no, of course what it is. Uh, yes,
0: hold on, his statistics this season. Oh hold on, that's that's not right. Okay, we're just not we're not going to do that because that was showing me like twenty nineteen to twenty two, and he played six games. Uh, anyway, um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, Andrew, and I want to get everyone's opinion. sorry, Andrew, um, season expectation for Dinamo. Wh- where do you think that will finish in the cup and in the league?
3: Oh, um, I don't know. For whatever reason, I feel that Metalista are like properly riled up for the cup they've more or less got the percolica wrapped up already in yeah. my opinion and the sort of signings they're making are currently better than probably dinamo's you know some some of the players in dinamo's squad sadly <laughs> um so i think that potentially metalis could win the cup um if the draw goes their way like i don't know i think they got Alexandria or someone like that in the next round. And then, you know, if Dinamo or Shakhtar face in the semi-finals against each other, and then they only have to face, like, one of the big boys, then there's every chance of that. So I think potentially Dinamo will reach the semis, and then uh, anything goes for me in that one. As for the league, I've got a feeling that, you know, just based on how Shakhtar have been playing, um, where they've been getting these rogue results against some like really bottom of the well poor poorer sides or like the Alexandria bogey team for them and just you know bit of a rollercoaster even though they're not going to have Europe this season in in the spring similar to Dynamo um, they just seem more unpredictable in in those games whereas Dynamo the one thing that Luchescu has been good at is bringing stability of those. Even if they're terrible performances, sort of like 1-0, 2-0 ground-out victories against anyone uh in the in the league, which I guess he's a specialist at. Um, which I saw so I don't see Dinamo slipping up so badly in that respect. Uh albeit the rest of the league seems to be strengthening per se with Lots of transfer activity, and I mean, like, even though we've mentioned a couple of rumors, there, there doesn't seem to be anything concrete from Dinamo's end. And I mean, if they really do want to maintain something, especially with the likes of Shakhtar apparently bringing David Neres in very soon, or by the time this is out, he may have already signed. Uh, you, know, there needs to be some sort of competition in in, in that relation.
1: Sorry, Andrew. <clears throat> Not to worry, we're going to bring in a player from Slovakia again. <laughs> 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 um, yeah,
3: like so, so it, it's, it's going to be, it's going to go to the wire, I think. I think Dinamo might nab the league and then uh, Luchescu will be like, yeah, that's me, see you later. But if Dinamo came away with nothing, it, that wouldn't surprise me either, sadly.
0: So I just before I go to Eric and Dima on the, their predictions as well, I just want to say that Denamo have Alexandria in the cup and Metalist are playing Zoria. So Eric told me he's going to be in the supporter section with yeah, Slavski for that game. Um, so uh, Dima, Eric' predictions for the rest of the season?
2: I think Metalist gets promoted and they win the cup. Oh, we're talking about this is the Dynamo podcast, not the Metalist podcast. My bad. Um... Okay, Um, so, yeah, I mean, the cup, I don't know. I I see us, I don't know, this is tough. I agree with what Andrew said about more of an unpredictability around uh, Shakhtar right now than Dinamo. I think that based upon what I've seen right now, I'd say Dinamo win the league and maybe make it to – I don't know, the semifinal of the cup, Um, but I could, I could see the normal winning the league. And again, to echo what Andrew said, grinding out these, you know, one nil two one results, things like that. And I hope that's the case. I I want to see a trophy one and I want that trophy to be the league at this point, obviously out of Europe, didn't win the super cup. um, But yeah, I would like to see us take home the league. And I I think we can.
1: Hey, Ed, to finish this segment up, T Bob. what do you think? Yeah, I think we're gonna go uh, win the Champions League. Uh, <laughs> in in my dreams. Um, yeah,
0: celebrate uh, on the canals of Saint Petersburg.
1: Ah, uh, of course, of course. Um, oh, it is there, isn't it? Um, it's it's difficult to say. I mean, it, it depends on what kind of dynamo we see. It'll be, you know, majorly depends on what Shakhtar we see as well. You know, if if. Uh, if they show the form, the inconsistent form they showed at the start of the season, I don't see a reason um, uh, for us not to win the league. Uh, if we, you know, if we if we lose to teams like Vorskla at home, if we draw against Rea, uh if we never mind Ziria, if we draw against In, In-, In- Olet, then uh, that's you know that that kind of puts them you know more under question. Um, you know, of course, I want to see us go on and. Um, go on and win both trophies. Still available. Um, do I think we can do it? Yes. Do I? You know, I don't know if I don't know if we will. I honestly don't. Uh, I'm really struggling to make a prediction because yeah, I just don't know what to expect uh, from all the other teams. I know what we're not going to do is bring in quality transfers over the winter. That's that's what's not happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, for, first place, and I'm pretty pretty happy with that honestly although bearing in mind that you know we no longer have an automatic uh, champions league spot in this in this country so um whatever that first place means um you know in terms of money um but yeah i'll i'd happily take first place and yeah i've i, won the, I won, of course i won the cup as well but league must be the priority for me
0: so in case you haven't been able to tell by listening to this episode, Dynamo are not really the best run organization in the history of the world. Um, so, Andrew, okay, I know you could, it's a very easy answer to say the buck stops at Surkis, but um, where? what are the little things that the Dynamo are doing wrong that they could improve on? Of course, you know, realistically, it depends on what Surkis is thinking, what he wants to do. But objectively, let's just say Surkis is on board with he's listening to this and he's on board with this. What What are some suggestions or what are some of your ideas that would help improve the novel?
3: Um, I feel like better working with media would certainly be a, a start. Not just social media or anything like that, but I mean like the general approach to journalists and all that kind of thing. There's a lot of these old boys from, you know, the older publications that you've got like 1927 and all the other stuff and then you've got sort of newer ones and just in general if I've been to many a game and all that kind of stuff for either Shakhtar and Dynamo this season and just you know in comparison Shakhtar are just a bit more professional in terms of how they want to how they approach working with the media like wanting interviews and all that kind of thing whereas Dynamo's still pretty old school. Um, like after the game, if there's like a if they if the players don't want to give a comment on anything, like to for example, football hub or pro football, um, like in the tunnel area, you know, when they're leaving that kind of thing, the players just like nah, don't, don't want to say anything, like sort of. Which I mean, I guess they're entitled to, but it's like the there needs to be some sort of like better training or some sort of like, you know, in general, it's just like very closed off. The players do whatever they want, uh, their own thing. They've not really got much responsibility outside of playing on the pitch. Um, You know, in general, they don't have that much um, people skills in the sense of talking to the media and all that kind of thing. They come out relatively without much charisma or personality or that kind of thing i don't really think that's their own fault i just feel that they're like either they can't be asked there's either no respect and all that kind of stuff so that would be for a start an improvement just to build it up to like any other top european league level where you know the social media teams can have like fun games interviews and that kind of stuff where players are getting involved it makes them more personable so even when they put in a bad performance you understand you're like you know close you feel closer to them rather than sort of some sort of isolated thing where they lose it's like oh whatever who cares there's just like some you know some players far away that everyone's disconnected from <clears throat> and yeah the same for social media i guess <laughs> a lot of the stuff is like you, Dinamo, I've got quite a good graphic designer at the moment, but it's like so sporadic, just like once a week post or something like that for a major football team, Um, and similarly, like the English Twitter is just so weird in terms of posting something about 10 hours later from the original post, why can't they just post it, I mean, even five minutes later, rather than it's just strange and i guess none of that is seen as a priority at the club um but evidently i don't feel that the hierarchy fully understands the modern workings of what a football club is sadly and that's obviously i guess start start with those basics and then look at structure
1: elsewhere you look up you look at who's in charge of the media and it's just some old man it's some old man, you know, He, you look at him, he hasn't got a clue what he's doing. He doesn't, he probably doesn't even know how to use a mobile phone. He's probably got one of those, you know, those Nokia ones with, you know, with physical buttons on it. You know, he doesn't, you look at him and it's presumably it's Surkis' friend who, you know, he got the job because they're friends. But, you know, they, they haven't got a clue how to run, you know, proper social media, interact with the fans. You know, I, I make fun of Shakhtar for being PRFC, but, you know, where's, where's our PR, you know? Um... Yeah, I think I've, I've I've got to say the obvious. You know, the scouting it's it's horrendous. I mean, I I I did a post, uh, and you know, not one of the players acquired under Luchiescu has made any difference at all. They've all been, we might as well have just gave him no players. It it wouldn't have made any difference, you know. Um, it's uh, every, every I'm sorry to say that more or less everything in our in our club at the moment is. Ass, uh, I can't think of another word to say. I think, uh, academy coaching as well on paper. You know, I was saying this with Shvili, the players we've got coming through, talent, take uh, you know, raw talent, fantastic, love it. In terms of coaching, again, some random old men who are either old players, surkis's friends, surkis's friends, friends, etc. etc. You know, it's all text like learning through textbooks, they don't know, they're not taught how to play football at the highest level. And, uh, you know, if Surkis insists on not uh, spending any money on the transfer market, uh, market, okay, don't do that. But actually, you know, put some effort into the academy. You know, we're not... you? Have you I, I tweeted out, I think, a picture of, uh, of, of our academy. And, it, you know, the, the banners are falling down. It looks like a Soviet prison. Uh, you know, like, come on. Come on. just If you're not going to give us proper transfers give us a proper academy. You can't, how would you expect to make money through this thing if you're not, you know, if you're not going to put anything into this club, you can't complain about not getting anything out of it. That's not how it works.
0: Yeah, you, you got to spend some money to make some money. I think that's kind of what, um exactly. yeah, I, I think S- Surkis is kind of forgetting the first half of that. Um, Eric, how about you, uh, any ideas to um, improve the now outside of getting a new owner?
2: I mean, that's pretty much where it all starts, right? I mean, yeah. like like I said, I mean, that's pretty much a trickle-down effect from there. So, I mean, that's pretty much the main thing. But, yeah, I mean, I agree with everything that Andrew and, and Dima said. I mean... I don't know, like I said, it starts with not appointing a bunch of his friends and managers with, you know, Dinamovskaya which obviously gets us nowhere. You know, we don't actually have people that are qualified for any of these positions with the club, but as long as they've had some sort of a connection to the club over the years, that's really all it takes to be employed by Dinamo. Um but, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, you know, it's very easy and sometimes it's a little bit lazy just to throw out there that we need a co- complete overhaul. But I honestly believe with Dinamo, like a complete overhaul is honestly needed from ownership, you know, people in the hierarchy of the club, um, coaches within the club, including, you know, the youth coach, as of now, the head coach with Lucescu. Um, Luchescu. Um, I mean it's just wholesale changes we need fresh ideas we need people that are in the you know the 21st century and not still in you know stuck in soviet times and how things ran back then um i mean this is one of the biggest clubs in eastern europe and the biggest club in ukraine and got to keep up with the times you really do and even though i like you know dima mentioned with Shakhtar about prfc and i do that I still think that they're massively overhyped for what they do but at the same time like that's what these accounts are doing now on Twitter and Instagram and things like that I mean I'm seeing people that are becoming fans of these clubs from the most random places across the globe that probably never watched a match in their life, but because this account is so engaging and because it engaged with them at one point and it's, I don't know, humorous and like, that's what's getting followers and that's what's getting people attracted to the club. And like I said, I'm not saying that I fully agree with that, but that's just kind of the way that things are right now. That's the way of how technology is operating within these football clubs. So you know, it's funny, Andrew, saying that about the um, the English version of the novel. So it's literally like a day or two later, it'll post what the Ukrainian post account said. And it's like, like, what is going on here? Like, how, like you said, like five minutes. Okay, sure. Yeah, that's fine. Right.
1: Before I forget, have you ever seen the account actually interact with someone? No, Apart from never. just saying like a yes or a no with a full stop no. on it. No,
2: and that's the thing. Never exactly. Seen. Like they interact with followers and stuff like that. Like they they are doing do... like,
1: At best. At best, they do the bare minimum.
2: I'd argue they're not doing it. I'd, I'd argue they're not even doing the bare minimum. But Yeah. 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 But I but I would say the social media space for me is definitely a big one. I mean, that is that is a big miss that they have right now that it just, like I said, it's clearly not. I mean, I don't know what is a priority for them at this point, but um, obviously the social media space is not one of them.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's, a you know, even one thing I would, I think, you know, Dima's told me this in the past. I think we need to improve. We need a
1: new running track around the uh the only the the piece you to oh, make yeah. it out of. it's <laughs> such a big fat. Such a big fan of stadiums with running tracks, and as everyone knows, Um, I've got to say as well. I think we've just got to hope that the UPL improves. So you know, actual normal people, yeah. you know, normal smart people who do have money um, are interested in buying clubs. The number than rather than you know half sorry about half wits like Surkis, you know, who haven't got a clue what they're doing. Well, we've well, just got to. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say I, real quick. I, give
0: me one sec, Eric. But um, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying Surkis is the Best, the biggest genius in world history, but he has thus some decent that's that's really on this, yeah, Very good at that. <laughs> um, or like the signings of the summer 2013 with like Dragovic, Tremulinas, Lenz, and then So, oh, well, so that
1: was, that was, uh, what's his, I believe. It. I think that was just his yeah. money. Um, no, but, fyrtash, no party. And uh, <laughs> that's not really a person we want to be relying on, frankly. But yeah, I mean, if. If he ran, if if he even ran his business properly, if he wasn't just stupid with his money, we could still have. Well, we not maybe not to that level, although with Shakhtar signing a few players, um, maybe if not that quality, then a similar quality, we could still have decent transfers if he knew what he was doing. And he doesn't, frankly.
0: Eric, you were going to say something.
2: Uh yeah, I don't remember now. I will say I will say this is very loosely related to Dinamo, but former Dinamo player uh, Andriy Shevchenko's Genoa currently has a lead on Milan at halftime. So. Oh. Well, they're yeah. not far. I thought they'd be like ten nil down by now. So they're 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 and they're actually playing pretty well. They're they're up. I don't know if Andrew wants to. I know Andrew's been putting out some updates on this, but they're yeah they're up one nil
3: yeah the only thing i want to take with pinch of salt is it could all change in the second half yeah, as we've yeah. seen in a lot of uh, Shevchenko's um games so far sadly
1: yeah so uh, i I've, I've been i've been seeing i've been seeing this Shevchenko's going to get sacked uh, by a general no club's going to take him but dinamo will because you know he wants to play for us so he must be a, he must be a good manager that's
0: how it works. It Can't be much worse than the hatskevich Paul, Hey, I take what. him. I
2: take him at striker. I'll tell you that. Oh, I'd, I'd yeah. oh yeah, striker. yeah. yeah. Yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: On on that note, uh, that's gonna bring uh, today's show to the end. It's good to be back. First show in 2022. Uh, awesome to have a great guest in uh Andrew. On. Uh, Andrew, someone want to get into contact with you? Uh, how could they do that?
3: Draw sure. Zory Londonsk so on um, Instagram and Twitter. And also check out my podcast that I run with uh, Adam and Ray Ukraine Plus Football, and we've also got a YouTube channel under the same name. So check those out if you fancy.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I recommend their YouTube channel. Their trip across Ukraine, visiting all of the professional football clubs. A couple episodes out already, and it was uh, really good insight to uh, see what goes on uh, behind the scenes of Ukraine football. Some good wow. interviews on there, um, and uh, yeah, definitely do check out all of uh, Andrew's. Uh, content uh Dima if someone wants to get into contact with you how could they do that yeah it's uh
1: 1927 Dima uh was really tempted to do uh Dima L-D-H-S love Dynamo hate Surgis but yeah 1927 Dima is too iconic um yeah find me on there uh, check out out of context Dynamo Kiev of course uh <laughs> I, I'd argue I'd argue even that uh promoting Dynamo more than the official account is um but yeah
0: And uh, Eric, so once again to contact with you, how could they do that?
2: Yeah, so it's at libovich underscore underscore LDHD, love Dinamo, hate Dima. Um, (laughs) No, it's actually just at libovich.
0: Uh, and if you want to uh, contact me, your host, you can do that on Twitter at lishik 7 That's L Y S C Y K. then the number seven. If you want to follow the show, you can do that on Twitter at Denamo Abroad. And if you want to contact the show, you can send us a DM on Twitter or send us an email to Abroad Podcast at gmail.com. Well, From everyone here at Denamo Abroad, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.
2: DeNamo, De-